0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did I tell you that? We relaunched our TV podcast that is now called the Prestige TV Pod. We did it in time for Succession, which is launching in October. But there's so many good shows this fall. We got Yellowstone and Billions and Insecure. We have The Shrink Next Door. Is Mayor of Kingstown going to be good? We're going to be breaking all of it down. The morning show season finale, we are going to be here. Like, we're going to treat it like we treat the NBA playoffs. If there's a really good prestigious TV show, we're breaking it down in this feed. Check it out. The prestige TV pod from the ringer podcast network. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com you'll unlock access to real time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus view it's historical and projected value to decide when to sell. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
1: Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Mike Pierce. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts. About millennial bullshit, about video games and anime and Station Eleven. JK, not talking about that again. This is, however, the TV episode. <sighs> man, don't
2: even, don't even joke about stuff like that, man. Can
1: everyone ignore that? Okay, this is the TV episode we talked about. I, I was gonna open by talking about how like we don't really talk about TV that much. Then you go back, it's like we talked about Station Eleven, we talked about Utopia, we talked about VV, we talked about we talk about TV all the time. But you know what happens is this, all right? Let me just admit it. The holidays happen, right? You have to understand that as a proper um, old millennial, right? Like most months, right? I just sit around watching YouTube videos about glitches in the Gen 1 Pokemon games. Or I watch Twitch. I watch a lot of speed running. I avoid Prestige TV, frankly. But over the holidays, that's when you kind of succumb, right? That's when you sit with your fiance and you watch every single thing on HBO Max. We
2: don't have a video feed for this, for this, for this podcast, but like he only got half his face showing on the screen while he's saying this, right? I can only see like his forehead, you know, like when you when you try to talk to your parents and they got the phone open and it's too close to the face. That's know, what's going but... on with Charity right now.
1: <laughs> Shut up. Um, that kind of. But look, look. Look, I'm making, you can say I'm making excuses, but... Um, yeah. I kind of blacked out, right? Like, we were talking about Station Eleven, but the truth is, uh, like, immediately before that, I watched all of Mr. Robot, right? It was because we talked about Utopia, right? That's why I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Mr. Robot. You mm-hmm. literally brought it mm-hmm. up. That's why I was like, I'm going to go watch it.
2: I yeah, it was Mr. just like, Robot. you know, the, sh- the show is sort of like a precursor to, 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 to Mr. Robot, like the tone, the... The, the subject matter the global conspiracy yeah paranoid you know self
1: friend storm. yeah
2: storm yeah you know like the, the, the yeah aesthetics. yeah 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 aesthetics aesthetics. Uh, aesthetics aesthetics,
1: mr robot baggy acne hoodies uh watched a lot of young sheldon no i'm not being ironic kaustin collins uh former fellow co-host damage control on the ringer Insist that I am doing a bit whenever I talk about how good Young Sheldon is. I am not. It is a good show. My fiance recommended it. I thought she was trolling me. She's not. Hey, it's good. Listen, watch Young you, Sheldon. It's nothing
2: like The Big Bang Theory. You went to, you went to bat for, you went to bat for the live action Cowboy Bebop series. You were on record oh, as having go. done so. Um, here you go. No, let it out. I let would it just out. like to present that to the court. Um, may it please the court that one, Justin Reginald <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up! laughs> so Charity. Um, <laughs> and oh, then the man. impetus, I'm wait, and,
1: but and then the impetus for us just talking about TV today, right? Is um I was reading the website, theringer.com, and you know, Allison Herman like writes about TV all the time. She reviews the new hot shit. And it was a rare case where Allison was reviewing, like, season five of something that's been on the air for a while. That's right, Search Party. And it was something about the... I forget what it even was, but she had the headline that was super enticing. And it was, like, the big spoiler warning at the top of the article. And there was something about it. And you all know, listening to the show, I don't give a shit about spoilers. Spoilers make me want to watch something. You know what I mean? It's like, spoilers are how you lure me in. And it was the one time my reaction was, no, I'm not gonna read this. Let me go. Let me go watch this show and see if Allison is bullshitting. If she is not bullshitting, search party. <laughs> and then Micah, you've watched it and you never told me about this. What is your problem? You never told me about search we, party.
2: We you literally never, it. never mentioned I, it yeah, on this podcast. I, listen, I never mentioned it on the podcast. You know, like, but I'm sure that I've mentioned it to you in real life. And you were just kind of like, have. yeah, 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 whatever. Respectfully, I, I, don't think oh, you have. I cracked, I cracked, I cracked this new CSS sweet language book this weekend, and like, you know, I don't have time for you and your and your and your, uh, you know, like, you know, be be, uh, you know, ensemble thriller, whatever shows or whatever. You know, Keep like, I mean, like, me. it's like literally. It's like I'm just saying, like, you know, like this is. <laughs> I, like this is yes this is i'm I'm saying that like you know you were probably sending me a text message through a command terminal <laughs> that you had up on your third laptop you. talking about I can't do oh, that right now, because um, I'm, you know, roasted. What is I'm, happening? I'm in the, I'm, I'm, I'm in the future right now. You're gonna have to call Bro, me back. We're golfing all the movies. It's bitch. almost Valentine's Day. Yeah, there. like
1: There's no way to show love. You just blowing up my spine. We not even <laughs> five minutes in the recording. What's wrong with you?
2: Oh man, a lot of things. But the thing is, is that I have watched. I did watch uh Search Party. A friend of mine at the time was, uh, had to watch it for something. I can't even remember. I'd like a friend of mine who's also a writer. And I mean, like, I was just watching through it also. And I was just like, there's no way that the show is actually as good as, but it's like a similar quality to, um, sort of, uh, succession where it's like, uh, a contemporary portrayal of friendship that doesn't care about casting its characters in a good light. Because all the characters on Search Party are absolutely insufferable. Like, I hate every single one of them. None of, like, there's no, none of them have a single redeeming quality about them. Like, except for uh, Elliot is funny. Like, that's... Like, like, that's Yo, like, Elliot, basically, especially
1: later, Elliot has bars in the show.
2: And, like, it has bars on the show. Like... And the thing is that, like Elliot knows he's a piece of shit. Like Elliot is just like the the like that one scene where he's sort of just kind of like, listen, guys, I I'm glad that I could call you all in today because um, I had a realization after all of my hair fell out and I had went to <laughs> rehab, and uh, I realized that um, I just don't want to work anymore. <laughs> Oh, it feels <laughs> so good to say that. Oh my oh, yeah, god! He got a book deal from like <laughs> lying about <laughs> he having got cancer. Got a book deal <laughs> from lying about having cancer, and then started exhibiting all that, all the like symptoms of having cancer from stress. Yes. Like basically, like so. I mean, like things like that happen in this show. Um, but I mean, like essentially, the setup is um, this group of twenty somethings that otherwise have absolutely nothing going on for them like, in their real lives. Like, it embroiled in, like, sort of this true crime conspiracy. Uh, I mean, like, you, if you are not, you know, the the friend group that has posited that, you know, like, they should make a TV show about us. Like, you know the friend group that is like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, so this is a show about that group of friends. Um... Like, and I mean, again, I really cannot stress enough how much I just dis- I dislike every single character on this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, to me, it's the Seinfeld. It's not the it's not Seinfeld in general, but it is to me. Search Party is so much like if you took specifically the series finale of Seinfeld and reverse engineered that into an entire series in a way, because like people would say that, like, what isn't I mean, it's just the culmination of Seinfeld itself but it's not cuz i would say that like Seinfeld on a lot of episodes just feels kind of like a sitcom and like yeah you could read into it the idea that they're kind of like anti-social new Yorkers but like yo it's like search party is really that it takes all of the dark shit in the series finale of Seinfeld and it's like that's what all these characters are it's like the darkest representations of all of that
2: and Yeah, you know what it is too. It's like, but it's also like it's also like the Festivus episode. Yeah, okay. Like it's just,
0: yes,
2: (laughs) it's like it's it's just like a bunch of people just saying awful things to each other, but then also saying "lol" afterwards. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like there's as it's it's that sort of tone. Yeah, I guess is 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 the way that I would put it. It
1: is it is like kind of what you were saying about sort of like somebody hyping it to you, and you being like. Oh, there's no way this show is as good as you know and it's like the first season is cool yeah. Like I, I think the first season is cool it's sort of it's kind of obvious like oh, okay I get it they're all millennial caricatures this is like one of the making fun of millennial shows right and it's like it's cool right the murder mystery is cool but then when you get past season one of Search Party, the show loses its fucking mind in a way where I was just like
2: It gets <laughs> so like it's like one of those it gets bored of its own rules so quickly yes. and like it becomes increasingly unclear how these people are paying for the lives that they're living. The show doesn't care. Like they're just like But it does a good know, job of making you not care it?
1: either. It's good at making yeah, you exactly. be like nah,
2: I mean, like, honestly, the sh- like the show is the show is good fun. Like, it's just good fun. Like, there's no like there's no sort of it's not trying to say anything. It's not trying to be any. It's not trying to be heightened, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's just entertaining and it's fun. And like, you know. Funny once you just kind of relinquish yourself to it. Like what like you just have to laugh you have to laugh in spite of yourself. You have to laugh for the show. As, as Elliot would say, right? You have to laugh. Um you have to laugh.
1: Here's the thing. Um, the I feel like the elephant in the room with TV, right, is Euphoria. I feel like that's definitely the show that the most people who listen to us would be curious what we think. I I haven't watched it yet at all. Right? I was t- I was texting with Allison the other day. I- and I've talked to you about this. I've talked to J-Five about mm-hmm. this. I've talked to plenty of people in my life who swear this show is off mm-hmm. the rails, off the whatever. Like, I just don't know that I need that kind of negativity in my life. It feel- that show looks stressful. It looks stressful. And you know what? I say that as somebody who just sobbed through the fucking series finale of Mr. Robot. Like, that show is stressful, but Mr. Robot does not... It somehow doesn't look nearly as stressful as
2: Euphoria looks. Talk to me about it. Okay, so... Let me, like... So... (laughs) It's like teen drama, but extreme, you know? Like, very tight-up angles... Attempting to make like, you know, beautiful 20 somethings look like frumpy 17 year olds. Um, and I mean, like, it's very, I guess, um, <clears throat> it feels almost like dangerously shot, which I think is the thing that's so enticing about it. Um, like, it's very saturated, the colors are bright, it's very loud. Um, it is basically like <laughs> uh you remember like the proliferation of like bass boosted YouTube remixes of songs? Like, you know, yeah. uh like let's take this really moody Marilyn Manson record and stretch it out as far as it'll go. And then like, we're going to distort the bass so much that it sounds like the song is deep fried. Yeah. That's basically like what euphoria does with like a basic teen Harlequin romance. Like, (laughs) I like I like it's I, I don't really know what else to make of the show. Like there's like you get to have your favorites. You really don't care about the show after it's off the air, and while you're watching it, like you roll your eyes a lot. But, but why? I but why? you can't Lay, say that you're more about not, that. like entertained. Okay, I think it's just because like it's it's so situations that just would not happen for the sake of the most dramatic thing possible occurring b- before like the credits roll like so that they can have like a really incredible like so they can have a wild music drop okay. um like the it's, it's 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 a show made for music drops.
1: Hmm, okay. Um,
2: it's funny that you bridge like for, those two for...
1: descriptions, because to me, it's like, even though I'm sort of like pressing you for the, the bit, pressing you about the sort of stressful elements of that show. I remember, I think the, the reason I didn't get into it in the beginning of Euphoria is because I kind of had the opposite expectation of like, oh, this show looks like music video logic. Like it looks too much like some Kiss bullshit. That's you know I mean? basically it's like it is,
2: that's basically what it is. That's basically what it is. Like, you know, um the entire B plot that involves the weekend and uncut gems, for instance. Like it's just so that you can have weekend the weekend and uncut gems. It's like yeah, there's it's, it. it's it's there's And so that, you know, like, he can also look cool and promote the next Weekend album that's coming up where he's talking about being sad about doing too much sex and having, and and doing too much cocaine. Like, there's, I like, there is a sort of scratch that the show itches. Like, you know, if you want to feel sort of crazy for, like, 45 minutes or so, like, great. Go to Euphoria. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> okay, bet.
2: but uh, I mean like I hardly would. I think the thing that's uh, the the annoying thing to me is like um, anybody that takes it too seriously like, you know, I, I think that it's like the, the, the show's like it desperately wanting to be like the second coming of KIDS or something. Like you know, it's a day of hosting, like an, uh, like a, like a tweegram, like on on the premiere night, talking about like you know we're dealing with, we are dealing with some serious dealing issues with. tonight, like you know, like and it's just like nah, man, just people are doing blow at a house party and somebody got beat up, that's it, like there's not like the like it's it's there's not like any commentary happening, there's no, I mean. The show doesn't really make any sort of judgments about anything. It's just kind of like, it just feels like, you know, an epilepsy warning before a music video with a lot of strobe lights in it. Yeah. That's a, I, like, it is a lot of music video logic and uh I, yeah, I mean, it, it, it has, it gets talked about like a, artist length video or whatever those artist movies that were like on, like on Apple Music
1: you you know um, what it is with me it's like and it's it's how I know I'm watched right it's how I know I'm too old I'm on the older end of the spectrum it's like I can't watch kids get hurt like that man that's why I needed the Outer Banks cause the Outer Banks like yeah are people doing blow at house parties in the Outer Banks are people getting faded in, in bathrooms at 3am yeah but guess what at least they might get a Scooby-Doo treasure at the end of it. You know what I mean? And euphoria is just all that dark shit. Not, you know what I mean? I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm too protective. That's what I meant by I don't need that negativity in my life. Um, but it's, but to your point, too, about the, the people's expectations for it and, like, what is, you know, like, it, it's not, like, trying to be on par with kids, right? It's like, I feel like people who talk about this show a lot are also people who, when I ask them about it, will tell me, nah, this show is some bullshit. <laughs> and and not in a way that's like them being, like, talking both ways, right? It's more like, no, if you're gonna follow Euphoria, like, you have to follow it, knowing that it's, it's some bullshit.
2: Exactly, exactly. Like, you have to abandon a lot of stuff at the door.
1: Which I mean, I can do that. Um, I don't know. I'm back. Like, I had to finish Search Party. Let's take a break right now. We'll deserve it. Um, we'll talk about Mr. Robot some more because I have a lot of thoughts about that show. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.
1: We actually, no. Fuck, fuck Mr. Robot. Um, Bel-Air, shit. How do, we haven't talked about this on this podcast. Uh, I, I'm disappointed in us that we haven't. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is getting a gritty reboot. A gritty reboot. Uh, we didn't talk about the You know trailer.
2: what? No, move it. No, you know what? Just move aside. Move aside and let me explain. Okay, yeah, you got it. How this happened to me while I was watching... <laughs> I was I was I was watching an unimportant midweek English Premier League game on Peacock TV. Oh, you know? and as you know, as a person who watches, if you if you watch Premier League soccer, if you put a Peacock game on Peacock, with the exception of the Chelsea Tottenham game this past weekend, you're probably gonna get a Peacock match. It was boring. I wasn't really paying attention. I had my laptop open. I was doing other stuff, and then halftime happens. And, um, I get like the, the, the slow, like the slow creeping, um, like in West Philadelphia born and raised melody, but like in a minor key, you know, (laughs) stretched out over like, you know, uh, sunlit rolling Hills in the middle of suburban Southern California somewhere and like, you know, like the voiceover is just kind of like, you know, this is your last chance. Uh dee, 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 and like and then like it's just kind of <laughs> like that? I like no, you is, know what I'm saying. Like, I you know, you know how stupid this is. I didn't is. know what you were saying. Like, I mean, but it's like it is it is you know exactly what I'm talking about. The... All of the uh, the, the signifiers, the, the telltale markers of a very serious, gritty retelling and present day of a well-trodden story. Um, you know, so there there has to be at least one or two callbacks in the dialogue, and then three or four visually that clearly identify this as an updated version of the past thing. See. The 2015 version of point break, or you know, um I'm blanking on more examples right now. I, I don't know why that one just jumped to mind. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's like there is there's gotta be uh like a, like a very sanguine flip with you know creeping piano keys. Of the theme song of the original thing turned over to, you know, slam cuts of people looking too serious about the issues that they're talking about, you know? Um, this? But I mean, like, anyway, yeah, like, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a serious, there's a serious Fresh Friends coming out. This? So your
1: experience with it, you were watching soccer. I, my first experience with this trailer wasn't even watching it. It was like more surreal because it was, I'm like sitting on the couch doing something on Friday. In fact, it was like right after you and I had recorded our MLK day, whatever we talked about that weekend. Cause we taped on Friday and like my fiance is sitting on the other side of the couch and she starts playing something on her laptop. And it's just like, Again, it's all the sounds you're describing. But, like, I have no visual cue for any of it. And she's not saying anything about it. I'm just sort of listening to it while I'm doing something else. And I eventually am like, what the fuck are
2: you watching? It just feels like at any moment, like, Samuel L. Jackson could appear out of the corner in a trench coat with an eye patch and say, there was an idea. It was an idea. (laughs) It just feels like... (laughs) There was an idea. That's what this... That's how serious this trailer feels.
1: That's like the only positive nostalgia I'll ever have for the Marvel movies, is there was an idea. <laughs> um, you know, I mean like here's the thing about this reboot, right? It's like SNL did the obligatory parody of this in like this past weekend. And you're never gonna hear me talk about SNL on this mm-hmm. podcast. I'm not a huge fan of SNL. Um, but they did. They did they did like a parody sketch that was like basically a Family Matters reboot called Urkel that's in the same style. It's like it's Steve Urkel talking about Chirac, and that's the, that's the reboot. And the thing is, if you watch the SNL parody, Urkel, it's it's indistinguishable in all ways from the actual series. you know what I mean? It's sort of like, that's how far beyond parody the fresh, the Bel-Air, I'm sorry, let's refer to it by its proper name, Bel-Air, that is how far beyond parody Bel air is. And yet, we were talking to our producer, Stefan, and Stefan gave the, and I think this is the, the response of the era. I think Stefan was in a lot of ways speaking for all of us, right? When he said to the effect, um, you know, okay, I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm like, you know, like you <laughs> know, you know, it's like it's the ultimate kind of thing that you watch and you look at it and you simultaneously go, This is some. Terminal end of history Bullshit but also Okay it's not this It, it doesn't some, look as like, bad as I thought it could you you look at,
2: You're just kind of like <laughs> Just like fuck like, Capitalism man You know as, as a label As a set as a motherfucking crew And then you're just Kind of like you know but I why gotta not? do something while I'm folding but laundry yeah, man Like I gotta, like, gotta like I gotta you know, I, I got I, I got some shoes to clean. You know, some 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 pants to stitch up or something. You know, like I got some things that I can do with that mindlessly while I half pay attention to this thing. You know what it but is? But I to mean, me like too? it doesn't even.
1: Well, it's just like it's it's almost video game logic. Well, like, you know, how people will be like. Oh, they gotta remake Resident Evil Four because Exactly that came it out is, on the PlayStation exactly, Two and the graphics busted. And it's like I think it, some people it, looked at it, some executives looked at the original fresh prints and they're like, nah, man, they look like they shot it in seven twenty P. We we need the upscale four K fresh prints. We
2: need to we need to see Carlton's jump shot, like the like the the one that he hit off the side of the backboard. We need to we need to get that more angles. And also from <laughs> You know, it, we we need to meet. We need to make that more. It wasn't serious enough, man. We got to do it over. Like, I like it. Really is like, you which know, isn't
1: even true. The Fresh Prince was were, so serious. The Fresh Prince had so many. Seriously, <laughs> that show was almost the most serious. shared
2: clip. Was like you know the whole thing about you know, fun fact: Will Smith was actually talking to his absent father, like, you know, and not Uncle Phil in this scene that gets circulated every, and debunked every seven months or so. There was shit like that all the time. It's just like, ha ha ha. The speed oh, episode where Colton does like, all that the was, speed? Yeah. It almost dies? Yes!
1: Only 90s kids will remember. nigga it! <laughs> Thank you so why are you from Louisiana? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, what other TV man. have I- Oh, Robot. Mr. Robot. Okay. Anyway, uh, right. Utopia, you brought up Mr. Robot. Have you even watched it? I don't even remember if you you yourself have watched Mr. Robot is the thing.
2: What are you talking about? It. I told you. No, about, I know you I did, told you about but Mr. I didn't
1: Robot. know if you were saying it from like a sort of, oh, you should.
2: No, I mean like I've like I like I watched Mr. Robot, but I hadn't watched. Um, the final episode, however, I have a like a, like a good friend of mine, Alex, like had like, like you had taken a recent liking to Mr. Robot and literally at alternate times when I go over to his apartment now, just over the last like eight months or so, he is watching one of the seasons of Mr. Robot again. Like, which is not like a chill, like, you know, I'm just putting this on and like, you know, just doing some other stuff type of show. Like it's a, like it is an internet teen, uh, you know, advanced cyber tactical conspiracy psychological thriller thing. Yes. You know, equal parts Blade Runner Matrix, uh... You know, Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci
1: Code, bro. Big oh, short. No. Oh, yeah, it like I'm I mean, like, got... why do you bring Da Vinci Code <laughs> yeah.
2: into this? I hate you. Man.
1: It is. Good <laughs> I watched <laughs> this shit back in the day. I kind of see what
2: you're saying. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Like, I mean, but anyway, I like it it's anyway. Um, I uh, and like I had watched like a couple of episodes of the in the fourth and final season, but I hadn't like finished the show outright. Um, so i had to go and start the final season which i then did after you were just like damn nigga, this is this is amazing like i've been i've been i've been banging this all weekend i sat here and watched it for 10 hours and i was just like all right let me go throw off season four just so because we're probably gonna talk about this this week and then we didn't and then i just kind of like didn't actually finish the first episode of season four so maybe i gotta i need i need more momentum i gotta go back a little bit further Dude, this was like and this like, is
1: such a Oh, my God. I just remember I, I sat down and I was watching it, right? The first season. and I, I think the first season's rough. First of all, I will say, shout out Allison Herman again. It's like we've had two arguments recently. One is about Station 11, and how much she loved it and I hated it. But then also was about the how we would rank the seasons of Mr. Robot. And Allison tried to tell me that season two was the worst season of Mr. Robot. And I thought she was out of her fucking mind. It's the season with Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson and Mr. Robot is like... Way more iconic than I thought Craig Robinson or Joey Badass for that matter could ever be.
2: Joey Badass was so cold. He is cold. And, and like, and... like, I mean, like, you know, honestly, and I have no idea why he, you know, wanted to, you know, go try to make Boys in the Hood Part 511 or whatever the hell that movie was. Um, uh, that, that he put out recently but like you know he needs to be doing more shit like Yo. this like wearing a beret and carrying a snub nosed pistol yes. you know Yo. um, but- he's got military training don't nobody know where he got it from yes. you know it's
1: um the first season of that show though is so is so r- it's not rough in a bad way but I think it very much feels like the first season of a television show that finds its stride more in later seasons, and I just remember like, you, I'm, I'm sitting there watching Mr. Robot. I asked my fiance if I if we were going to watch it together. I just sat down and started watching it, and like she comes in, and I'm watching maybe three episodes in the first season, right? And my fiance is like a minister, right? My fiance is a very um, compassionate person. She's very, you know what I mean. She's very heartfelt, compassionate humanistic individual. And my fiancé sat beside me on the couch in the middle of watching episode three of Mr. Robot. And five minutes into it, she was like, What the fuck is this problem? Like with Rami Malik, because Rami Malik's energy is just is just off putting. It's off-putting. Okay. And it you really have to acclimate to it, I feel like. Like I I and even by the end, I was just like, this dude is just whew. Yeah. Like he's such a specific kind of actor. And I don't really know what his range is outside of that. Like I didn't think he was all that, I didn't think he was an MVP, for instance, in the Bond movie, right? Like he's in No Time to Die. I oh, thought he was kind no, of like, like a I nothing mean, burger because in that movie.
2: They, cause for the, they did the third, they, for the third time, they did the exact same, I'm the author of all your pain, James yeah. thing like and you know it's cool cuz Rami Malek can do that thing where it's just kind of like his voice shrinks to the like it's like the you know <laughs> this
1: is what like you're he's doing. sort of he's like the, like Wallace Shawn with you sound like Rami Malek I'm just no I
2: mean like it's like it's sort of like his voice is both droning and at a frequency that kind of bores into the base of your skull okay. and like it's like a weird like trance like thing you know when you're watching Mr. Robot because so, I mean like it, the for those of you that haven't watched it and <clears throat> um, like it's he spends a lot of time talking directly to you like I think like percentage wise a lot of the audio of the show is Rami Malek talking like and he like the droning level and like the incessantness of it but like how it doesn't insist on itself but also like it's constantly present and it's at this weird sort of Tombra. it's like it's a very strange like thing that is very it's that's also very specific and I mean like you, you couldn't imagine Robbie Malik, for instance being in a rom-com or being like uh you know the protagonist in something where the the I mean like being the protect, being a protagonist that like you know has a dog as a sidekick you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. just sort of something very off-putting like you said He should play
1: Dracula or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of energy you got.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Nightcrawler. I want to hack your computer.
1: You know what I mean? It's like that. Like, you know, I don't know why I did that, but you get what I'm saying,
2: right? I don't know. You don't? Okay. Dracula, you big fucking nerd. Where's my goddamn money?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, like Mister Robot, I was like sobbing on New Year's Day watching the end of Mister Robot. That show is nuts. Yo, know, the the thing you're saying about the um the voiceover too, it's like that is the other thing. It's like Robbie Mal, like like okay, Elliot is is off putting, and it's also that that's a kind of choice, right? When you do that kind of intensive voiceover narration, it's like you that's you your show has to have like super supreme confidence to pull that off. Cause like the other show I watched obviously recently that does that is you. And like you, I I, look, I love you. Cause that show is stupid as hell. That show, that show is nuts. Right. But I never got used to in you, that dude's voiceover. Cause he says the goofiest shit when he's talking to himself. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know, man. But Mr. Robot, he nailed it. It's just like the way it's written, you really do sort of soak into the paranoia of where he's coming from and who he thinks he's talking to. Um, yeah, everything about that show is like so weirdly emotionally effective for a show that I feel like gets hyped otherwise on some like, oh, it's smart about computer shit, you know? And it is, but the character working on that show is is nuts,
2: Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, but I mean, speaking of, uh, things that are wildly emotionally effective, I was looking at, uh, the, basically the voting for like the anime awards on Crunchyroll are going on right now. And like in the top four or five is, um, one of these shows is called, uh, Osama ranking or ranking of Kings, like in English. Mm-hmm. And I remembered having seen the way that a lot of this stuff happens, like the way that I, a, a lot of the ways that I find new anime is that like, it's just kind of me on my Instagram explore page and like, you know, a, like a Sakuga like uh, sequence comes up and I'm just kind of like, you know what? I got to find where this is from. And one of them was from this, you know, like a summer ranking show, but I couldn't find where it was streaming for a while. And for a while, I mean, like, as in, I it wasn't the first thing that I checked, and so I gave up and started watching something else. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is on Funimation, and I blaze through it. Like the, the like, I think there are like thirteen available episodes, and it's just like really pleasant. It's very, it does all of the kind of barefaced cheesy emotional stuff that anime does like very well and efficiently um and it's it, yeah it's just like it's very precise like I think um it, like there's kind of maybe something a little too tortured to say about, like, the fact that, like, the main character is this kid named Boji who is uh, too weak to be, you know, too weak, not influential enough to be, like, the ruler of some nation, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, To go with that, he's also deaf and mute. Uh, But over the course of the show, because he has such a good heart, wins the hearts and minds of so many just because he's just such a sweetie. Um, And, like, he eventually, uh, you know, gains... You know how these types of stories go. Uh, But, like, uh, the, the weapon that he ends up being able to wield that makes him one of the most powerful people in the world is, like, needle. Like, it's like this needly rapier sword. Sort of, like, it's literally... Like Arya Stark's sword from from Game of Thrones. Uh, and with it, like he can just, you know, easily take the life of any opponent. So like the show is really more about his is about like morality. Like all like the thing is that like these all of the characters in the show also have very interesting arcs. Like the choices that they make are surprising, despite the show sounding the setup being so cliche. And that the, the notes, the, the beats that it hits, uh, being, you know, rather predictable, the way that it gets there is nonetheless surprising and delightful.
1: I have a question about it. I have one question about it. Uh-huh. Is this is this the show that you shared that clip of on Instagram?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, I did yeah, the, the animation looks.
1: Can you describe it? Obviously, our listeners don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but can you describe yes. it?
2: Because I had so... some feedback on it. <laughs> Remember the, it um, yeah. that, 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 that Gundam Netflix movie that came out? It was like zero point something or whatever it was. And it was like one of the first instances that either of us has seen of that like fisheye animation. Uh, where it seems like there's a sky cam above the action that's going on, like in like whatever the action sequence is, like in the in, like mm-hmm. in the anime. You know what I'm talking about? That Netflix Gundam movie we yeah. were talking about earlier. Yeah, 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 can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, there is a sequence in this show where there is um a guy. Um, named Bebine who is, like, the Snake Master and has, like, this curvy Jafar sword. And uh, there's up. this guy named, Ape, like, you know, Piece, who is, you know, known as the Spear of the King. Like, this tall, uh, you know, stone-faced motherfucker with, you know, like, a nose like a hammer. I mean, like, a nose like a nail in the, disp- in the disposition of a hammer. So... The two of them are facing off because Bebian serves one king, you know, who wants to wipe out all dissenters in this court. And Api serves, like, who would have been, you know, uh, the king of the nation, but for, like, a private vote that doesn't fall Boji's way. And uh, Bebian serves Daida, who is Boji's brother. Who wants like Boji and everybody who, you know, didn't vote for Dida, didn't unanimously say, hey, Dida's the king after King Boss died. Um, he's just like, I want all of them dead. So like Bebin goes after Ape Apece and like the sequence is so crazy because like Bebin just walks up on him on Apece, like, and Apece is just traveling down the road, leaving the kingdom in exile with a spear and a knapsack. And Baby just walks up behind him and he goes, Did I decide you? Baby doesn't say anything. He just pulls out the sword and starts to circle him. <laughs> and like in the sea it's so crazy because it's just like a sword a, like a spear versus like this crazy looking sword. And, you know, it doesn't really last. But in the way that most of the show goes, it seems for a split second that Bad is going to be able to close the distance to a piece and kill him pretty easily because he's just like swiping off parts of the spear, breaking it in half, so on and so forth. And he's running his sword along the, the broken spear at one point, you know, about to run a through. And AP switches his grip on the on the on the broken spear shard and like starts to twirl it around like you know gently and fearless or whatever, and then runs beving through with it, and it and then flicks the blood off it, picks the knapsack up and walks away, and it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> uh. But yeah so um that is my glowing recommendation for ranking of Kings also it's cute as fuck you should watch it you're gonna you're gonna cry as well as like you know drop your draw on the yeah. floor for the scene. I'm glad you got
1: into this because it's like other than Vivi which we did an episode about it, I'm like I have not kept up with TV anime I'm losing.
2: Oh yeah, it's funny that you should mention that being Vivi because uh, like uh, Ranking Kings is also produced by Wit Studio who produced Vivi. Um, and I, you know, introduced Vivi as the thing that Wit Studio did after giving up the Attack on Titan yeah, project, yeah. more right. or less.
1: Um, I don't know. I think that's all the TV that I care to... Like, look, I, Mr. Robot, Surge Party, I'm watching the last season. I did all this in response to a single headline on the ringer.com. I'm usually not like this about television like I said up top. Uh I don't know. Like if there's a show that people want us to sort of actually dedicate an episode to that it doesn't even have to be that new, honestly. Like it doesn't have to be something that I mean we like yeah, we did a whole episode about utopia just cuz pyro made a youtube video about it, right? Like if there's something people want us to sort of elaborate on, um, by all means, we could do that. People should write into to us at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Um, damn, I usually hate TV. I really do. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, but... It's a good couple activities, know, like, is the thing. It's like a good, like, it's winter. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin really is, like, I live in Wisconsin now for people who are not up to speed. Um it really hey, is listen, like... Man. we've been playing Mario Kart a lot recently, right? Because we have a Switch. And it's just like and how do I put this like hey, respectfully? Listen.
2: It's 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 the winter months. It
1: is. But you in California is is I mean, come on.
2: It's listen, it's, it's still though, it's like the weird, like, you know, January is still January. Uh it's it's January, you know. Um it's it's O on outside. It's still a on outside. He
1: had to make a video about you it.
2: You ain't you ain't got shit to do. You might as well watch some TV. But, you know it's what like saying?
1: and, I, and it's... I, I was thinking about this, and it's just like, and to put this respectfully, it's like you y'all y'all play some snow levels in Mario Kart and you think you know what winter is all about. But you don't you don't know. <laughs> like I live in Wisconsin now. Like, there there was a day because we have a dog. We got to walk the dog, right? And it was a day, I remember it it was like 26 degrees outside, right? And I walked outside and I was like, damn, it's warm as hell out here. That's Wisconsin, okay? You know what my wife says it is? I was 14 now. I might go put some shorts on and chill on the patio, okay?
2: That's sick. That's um, sick. That's sick behavior. That's
1: uh, That's all we got. I'm Justin Charity.
2: And I'm Michael Peters.
1: Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson.